0: Megan Shiruzzi and this is Insider Knowledge. It's the podcast designed to help students navigate finding an internship and a job after college. Today we'll be talking about how to crush a phone or video interview and I'll be interviewing Perry Shiruzzi who just happens to be my sister.
1: Hi everyone, this is Perry. I am Megan's older, wiser, way cooler sister and I wanted to tell everybody a little bit about myself and hope to give you some tips and tricks on how to be and have a great interview if you guys are out there looking for your job. Um, I am currently a director of merchandising at Victoria's Secret Tank. Uh, I know there's a lot of press out there about us, but I love the brand that I work for. I've merchandised currently for apparel, um, specifically in top.
0: So as someone who's done a lot of phone and video interviews, what's something that you see a lot of that you'd advise students or interviewees to avoid doing?
1: I would say being unprepared is a big no-no for me. So showing up and looking your best definitely matters a lot. But what matters even more is knowing about the brand, the company, the people that you're interviewing with. Um, And sometimes that means doing a little bit of homework before the interview. So if somebody was coming to interview for Victoria's Secret Pink, um, I would really expect that they had spent some time in the store, looked online at the assortment, um, spent a little bit of time reading about what values that we stand for as a brand, what initiatives we're trying to move forward with, and also know a lot. A lot a lot about the role that you're actually interviewing for so the worst thing that can happen is if I asked someone that's interviewing I'm speaking specifically to somebody I would be interviewing for a merchant position to say what do you think that a merchant does in the day-to-day and then have no idea what that role is would be not a good thing
0: going off of what you said about preparing you kind of mentioned like going into the store and looking at assortment, having done your research on the company and the position, um, is there any other advice you'd give on ways to prepare, like to really feel your best and know what you're talking about before going into the interview?
1: Yes, tons of advice there. I think step one is, like I said, knowing about the company, visiting the store if you're talking in a retail space or whatever the job is, knowing the ins and outs of what that company is about and stands for but the thing that will help you to stand out against the other candidates taking it one step further and explaining or telling to that company what would make it a little bit better? Or what are ways that you think um, could drive their business in a different way? Or what's a different way to think about something that they've put out there? So example being, if somebody is interviewing for a merchant position for Pink, you see an assortment out in the stores, you're coming to the table with, I love that you did this really well. I think there are things like blah that you could have done better
0: you're obviously very retail and fashion focused. If you were maybe preparing for like a different type of job interview, do you think these same rules apply or would you tweak that advice at all?
1: I think regardless of the job, the same rules apply. So if I am interested in being a law professional and I'm trying to interview with a company that supports corporate law, I would, again, want to know what are the values that that company stands for? What are some cases that that company may have fought and won or lost? And then provide different perspectives and points of views or correlation and parallels to some of those things that I've done research on. So, again, I don't necessarily think that Um, The advice that I'm getting is specific to retail, I'm just using that as an example because it is the thing I'm closest to, but definitely think that um, the advice can apply no matter what business or, um, you know, avenue you're really trying to focus in on.
0: Oftentimes with in-person interviews, we're told to have things like copies of our resume, copies of our cover letter, maybe like work examples on hand with us. Things are different when you're you know, doing a video or phone interview, so what are some things that you suggest interviewees have with them on hand as they're doing these interviews?
1: I think all the tools you just mentioned are perfect. Um, what you never want to have happen, especially since, I mean, you guys are all familiar about how long and grueling and hard an interview process is. From the start, it's usually just a, a phone tap-in. And that person is really just listening to your voice with a resume in front of them and determining whether or not you're valid to pass on to the next round, right? So it's you never want to be caught in a position where you feel like you don't have the tools in front of you. I would suggest same thing, you know, as I mentioned, like preparing um, – for an in-person interview, have everything in front of you that you think would be something that you would want to touch into or mention on the phone interview because you want that very first person that you talk to to feel like you are super prepared and you are very knowledgeable about any aspect of that business that might come up.
0: You know, being prepared and over-prepared for an interview, I think something that's really important is standing out. Because, you know, maybe you're narrowing the pool a little bit by being prepared, but what makes you different? So what are some of the things that you've seen people do when you were interviewing them that have had a positive impact on you and made them stand out to you?
1: I would say the ones that are the best candidates in my eyes, it all is going to string together and tie. They're well prepared. They know what the job entails they understand what their I would say level of influence is at the position that they're interviewing for right so how are they showing up to provide um, a valuable asset at whatever level it is so for the majority of people that are probably listening here in entry level positions what's your level of influence and what are you bringing to the table again I'm going to tap into merchandising for a second and say. If an assistant merchant came to me applying for the position and knows that Pink is a college brand, the number one thing I would want this person to say is I know everything about the college brand or the college customer because I'm fresh off of a college campus. I can give you insights to what the girl on college campus wants to wear, what she's interested in, a different point of view and perspective on what she values. Being very specific to the job that you're interviewing for and taking it always one step further than that interviewer would expect you to is always the thing that stands out in my mind. Another aspect of an interviewer that stands out to me is when someone shows up and is very confident in their ability. They know exactly what their strengths are and they know exactly how to articulate those strengths in a way that. Seem a valuable access to the person that um, is interviewing them. So I would definitely say be prepared, speak to the interviewer in terms of the exact job, and then stay confident. Smile, shake their hands, sit up tall in the chair. They're just as excited to meet you as you are to meet them.
0: One of the most common questions I got relating to this topic from listeners was, a concern over how long an answer should be so when you're giving a phone interview or a video interview what is a good length that you like for your interviewee to give back to you on a question
1: you can tell from my answers to your questions that i'm a wordy answerer so (laughs) i always say i think you give as much as you can to the interviewer. I think the worst thing that could happen is dead silence in an interview. It's the most awkward thing. If you've ever experienced it, you leave the interview interview feeling, holy cow, that went really bad because there was so much silence that I feel like what just happened, I have personally experienced this in my history. So I would say the more, the better. You should start high, right? So, like, if a question comes up from an interviewer, give the highest level of detail to start and then dig in more and more and more, and that will allow the interviewer to ask questions or pivot off of your answers appropriately. So, as you start to frame up how you think about answering questions like, Tell me some strengths that you have and how those have applied to um, changes that you've made in your college career that could apply to your um, professional career. You could start high level with the strengths, right? So giving your top three strengths and then give detail on the first strength of how that came to be how you leverage that in your college career, and then maybe the interviewer might ask a question about, okay, so tell me about that application to your professional career. So I think as much information as you can give and be prepared to give, the better off you'll be.
0: On that topic of kind of more is better, how important is it to have questions for your interviewer at the end, and how many questions do you suggest – interviewees have prepared?
1: So I would suggest you have a robust list of questions that are relevant to the company that you're interviewing at the end of your interview. Sometimes it's a 30-minute interview and it ends in 15 minutes and the interviewer wants to answer and spend time answering a lot of questions. A lot of interviewers also gauge the um, strength of the interviewee based on the list of questions that are built. So in my opinion, it's just as important to build a robust and relevant um, question roster as it is to answer the questions that are coming at you from the interviewer. The other thing I will say is an interviewer knows, because typically when you go through an interview process, you in one day might interview multiple little people um, for the organization. So we we know that you've asked that question maybe four times in a day, right? What I would want to see from somebody is you're not just asking the question again. You're saying I asked so and so, the last person I interviewed with, this question and they relate back to me, blah, Do you have the same opinion or even maybe building on the answer that the last person you asked that question um, gave to you to show that the, the person that you're now asking the question, that you heard the response, you digested the response, and you're then building it and, again, taking it one step further.
0: Is there any other words of advice that you would want to give to students looking for internships or jobs?
1: Absolutely. I would say... Explore every possibility and opportunity that you think, especially so young in your career. There is just so much out there that you probably haven't even thought about as a potential career for you. and explore it. Be so open in this early part of your life and be ready to just grab life by the horns and just take every opportunity and squeeze it out of this experience. I know it can be super scary. Um, Take every decline that you get from a company as a learning experience. And I would also say every interviewer that you come into contact with, if if they decide to go a different path you should be reaching out and saying, hey, can I get some feedback? What could I have done better? Um, Is there a specific reason you decided to go a different route? Sometimes they'll just say so-and-so is better qualified. Other times they might have really good specific feedback that you can learn from and then tweak in the next interview that you have. So um, just really take it all in as you're going through this experience. It can be super tough, but you can learn a lot from it.
0: Finally, where can listeners find you and connect with you?
1: Well, um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Carrie Sharuzi Gitter. That's a mouthful to spell, but um, I'm not going to spell it here, you guys. It's way too much. It's like all of the letters of the alphabet. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if you know Megan, you can probably find me on LinkedIn. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram. Good luck on all of your journeys to finding your career path. I am so excited for all of you. It is a, a big and exciting time.
0: <laughs> Thanks for joining me. I'm going to attach all of your information in the bio, so if listeners want to find you, they don't have to worry about spelling both last names. They can just click on the bio and, and connect with you on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Adios. Bye.
0: That's it for today guys. I hope you found this episode helpful. If you have any questions you want answered on the podcast, DM me on Instagram at Megan Cheruzzi. Have a great day and remember you're one step closer to success.